Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. All right, Steve Darnall is the editor-in-chief for Nostalgia Digest magazine. The summer swimsuit issue is out with Rita Hayworth. And to talk about it all is Steve Darnall. Steve, how are you, buddy? I'm great, David. And you? Happy birthday. I am good. Well, thank you for that. I appreciate that. I, I was that. hoping to sing Happy Birthday, but but the station tells me that they cannot license that particular <laughs> melody. They also don't want to hear you sing. <laughs> <laughs> That's a real reason behind okay. everything. Um, Rita Hayworth. <laughs> I love that Rita's on this. And this, by the way, this has been like a tradition forever with Nostalgia Digest to do kind of a retro swimsuit edition, Every right? few years. We don't do it every year yeah. because we're only four times a year. But when I took over as the publisher in 2005, it was one of the things I knew I wanted to do. I, at every publication I've ever worked for, whether it was a, a comic book magazine or a, a dental publication, whatever it was, we always joked about, well, wait till we do the swimsuit issue. Ah, and so yeah. when I realized, you know, we had access to all these glamour shots of all these amazing you performers, yeah. both both internationally famous and locally obscure, um, we started doing it in 2007. We've done it every few years. It has always been a pretty good seller, which helps a lot. And yes, Rita is on the cover of this one, and uh, and you know, I can't I can't hold it up to the microphone, but <laughs> she's uh, she's really looking great. And yes, it's it's a nice opportunity for us to present some of these stars who are quote relaxing and having fun yeah at the same time it's a time when hollywood is for the first time becoming aware that you have to really cultivate this look yeah this look of enjoyment and relaxation and so you see virtually every star had to do it at some time or another i mean some of the people in this issue are you know Joan Blondell, uh, Anne Sheridan, uh, Joan Fontaine, Jane Powell, but also because it's a co-ed affair, Bob Hope, mm-hmm. Johnny Weissmuller, yeah, and even uh, Phil Silvers. Oh, you I, know? Don't, I, mean, I don't know if I want to see that. But <laughs> but Rita, and, she was a top billing like movie oh. actress, especially during the war, and so she was every soldier's dream. She was a pinup girl, glamour girl, but she was also an icon for women. I think so. I mean, you know, and and to me, one of the things that's impressive about Rita Hayworth is just her her longevity. I mean, not only yes, in terms, not necessarily in terms of her career, but in terms of the impact she's had. I mean, my goodness, where would the Shawshank Redemption be had it not been for a poster of Rita Hayworth? That's right. You know, that's very true. And you're right. I think she was she was a rem- fascinating woman, and and when she was given good work to do like in the lady from shanghai she rose to the occasion um but yeah and and of course she was the star of cover girl so to put her on the cover of a magazine in 2023 seemed entirely appropriate but you get to learn so that's the thing about nostalgia digest so i always learn something new about somebody i might know or i might be introduced to somebody i never heard of before because some of those stars of those days are have gone by already and so it always gives me a really fascinating story and a deeper story about, about some of these people. I'm really glad to hear that because, yeah, as, as we've often said, most of the people who appear in our publication aren't there because they have something new to promote. No. Uh, you know, no. So it's, 
You it's, do. I do. I do. About yeah. nostalgia, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, have, I have Nostalgia Digest to promote. You're yeah, right. Yeah. But it's really, it's gratifying to hear from writers who love these subjects. Mm-hmm. And in turn, I feel the same way you do as an editor, David, because um, people will send things to me. And of course, in the act of, of double checking and fact checking, and it's like, oh, that's not only is that true, but this is also true. Very How about so. that? Yeah, very much so. Yeah. And so the fact is that the resources exist for people who are willing to look them up. These writers are willing to look them up. And it's it's a very gratifying experience to know that we can cover so many different subjects, too, because uh, nostalgia is a very broad umbrella at this it is. point. It is. You know, it could, for some people out there, it might be something that happened 20 years ago. For some people, it might be 80 years ago. And even if it's something that happened 80 years ago for people like you and I, that's a little bit of American history that maybe doesn't get written about anywhere else. Yeah, you've, you've, it was always locked into an era, Nostalgia Digest. You've expanded that era just a little bit, which is a good thing. But as mm-hmm. I said, it's still a great thing to check out and understand and learn about a different time in history. Absolutely. Know? I mean, yeah. no disrespect to the boomers, but I think they are well covered by other publications. Very true. Very <laughs> true. Very true. Rita Hayworth uh, she got through five husbands, including Orson Welles, and some very high-profile men she dated, but she was acknowledged as one of the top 25 greatest female stars of classic Hollywood from the American Film Institute. So mm-hmm. she had an impact. She did. She did. And I think, you know, there are still people out there Maybe they're not the ones getting on magazines themselves or getting TV shows, but there are still people who draw on people like Rita Hayworth as a, as an inspiration for style or fashion um, or just just draw on that era in a yeah. sense of, I think, my, my predecessor at Nostalgia Digest, Chuck Shaden, used to say, we're not living in the past, but we are living with it. With it. I and, like that. And yeah. if, you're, if you're lucky, you find something there that's valuable enough to bring forward. That you find, you know, interesting, relevant, you know, right, to, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of which, AFI and so forth, like about a, I don't know, it was a week ago or so, that Warner Brothers Discovery CEO like gutted Turner Classic movies. Oh, yeah. Now, you know, anyone will tell you that are a fan of, of of movies and so forth that this merger has been murder for that industry. Like, there's been projects just completely they're filmed and not edited, and they've been killed, and their shows being canceled and so forth. So. You know, to to kind of get down to the mighty buck on this, but mm-hmm. a group of directors, so Steven Spielberg, Martin Scorsese, Paul Thomas Anderson, um, have been brought on the the board to curate some films. But I have a feeling some of these employees they, they literally got rid of seventy out of yeah. ninety people, uh, and they've got one of the largest film libraries in the world. And it's important to have those out there because there's movies. If I'm flashing through something, I've never seen it before, and I don't know the history around it. And I love hearing about these things, and it's part of American history. I agree. I think uh, any chance we have to celebrate institutions of that sort, people who are devoted to you know, chronicling the past, celebrating the past, acknowledging what was good and what was perhaps not so good, I think that's a really vital function, not only for the art, but also for the society as a whole. And... Uh, I was astonished. Apparently, one of the things that the uh, the CEO was planning to do was sell off parts of the Warner Brothers Music Library, and that Man. that made me laugh because you literally cannot start a Warner Brothers film without hearing a few bars of right? As Time Goes By. Yeah, and they sure, suddenly sure. would not own the rights to their own song. That's crazy. To um, me. Yeah, I, I feel I know a, I've I've seen a lot of discussion about that uh, online and and of course in the news as you have. 
and it's been really it's been really marvelous in a sense to see all the people who have risen up to make their feelings known. Yeah. You know, that's not always something we have the luxury of doing when it comes to a, a large company like a Warner Brothers or Discovery. And to see people who've, you know, actively talked about how much these things mean to them. And in turn, then by doing so, they find a community. Right. You know, and... Very true. And I think that's one of the nicest things things like TCM or Nostalgia Digest can do is... is let you know that, yeah, you th- you thought you might be the only person who was into this. You're not. Other things in this issue, Shirley Temple, you know, probably one of the most famous child actors of the 20th century. She began at three years old. As an adult, she was named United States Ambassador to Ghana and Czechoslovakia and, and also served as a chief of protocol for the United States. She was really never out of the spotlight. I guess not. Certainly, she started out, as you said, very, very young. She was a huge star at a very young age. And uh, and that's what was nice when when Rachel Martinez, the author of the article in this in this current issue, wrote to us, she wanted to do something about Shirley Temple after she was a little girl, you know, in the years that, you know, through the 1940s when she was clearly becoming an adolescent, uh, and and figuring out, you know, do I want to be an actress all my life? Do I want to get married? Do I want to start a family? And and in the process, she actually made some really interesting films, like Since You Went Away and mm-hmm. The Bachelor and the Bobby Soxer, which is a, an absolute delight with Cary Grant. And as you say, then she, she got married. She retired. Uh, she became a U.S. ambassador, probably the, the most capable tap-dancing ambassador the United <laughs> States has ever well, had. True, yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and I also, and something else that was interesting, too, in the article that, uh, that I had not thought about is that she was a breast cancer survivor at a time when not everyone was. Or talking about it. Or talking about it, as yeah. you're right. So, you know, the the fact is that she was really, she was growing up in public. She was doing her best to, you know, maintain some some sort of identity in the midst of, of pressures to be this little girl forever. And And I was very impressed by the story. And, yeah, like I say, one of the things that's marvelous about the Digest is that we get to cover a lot of subjects and and hopefully sometimes do things like this where it's it's yeah. maybe a part of their of someone's career you don't know all that much about. I mean everyone everyone knows and loves Shirley Temple who starred in The Littlest Rebel. Maybe they're less familiar with the teenage Shirley Temple who was doing Kiss and Tell, you know. I think but that's fair. When they read this issue, they will be more familiar with her. I learned a little bit about Jack Teagarden in this issue, American Jazz Trombonist. Uh, character actor Broderick Crawford, of course, was featured in here as well. Uh, but also was Cracker Jack. And I love that, that pivot. So around for 127 years, mm-hmm. originated in Chicago in a streetcar, no less. Yes, in a streetcar. And, of course, uh, came to fame uh, at the uh, exposition. Um, and... Like I say, just the fact that, you know, there are a lot of things from the past that are, we've talked, well, as we said earlier, there are a lot of things yeah. that, that affect us today, sometimes in very direct ways, but just the knowledge that, yes, Cracker Jack's been around for 130 years, and it had to start somewhere. It had to start somewhere. And and we were, like I say, when somebody somebody sent me an article and said, how about something on the history of Cracker Jack? I thought, yes, please. Yeah, right. Because, you know, I think... The prizes are on an app now. That's oh, how you that get right? your prize. You can't get a prize out of the box, which 
<laughs> Ticks a lot of true candy lovers that and the history of Cracker Jack. Yeah, it's all in it's all an app. Oh my goodness. Well, but, good luck putting that on eBay. <laughs> I know, right? Um you also do a lot of public speaking and you and you talk about so many different things. Um the Great American Songbook, A Heroes on the Air, the Woody City on the Air. Talk to us about mm-hmm. uh some of the things that you've got coming up. Yeah, abs thank you. Yes. Um over the last decade I've had the pleasure of appearing at a lot of libraries and, and public forums to talk about radio history. Uh and yes, that by virtue of my longevity in this, and that's not a boast, it's but but I've had to come up with new programs just so you don't trot out the same thing to the same place. We've done about eight different programs over the years, and yeah, I'm I'm speaking about radio in the Great American Songbook on Monday at the Stickney Forest View Public Library, and that's great fun because it means we get to pull out some performances by the likes of George Gershwin and Cole Porter. Um, Tuesday night we'll be at the Winfield Public Library to talk about. Chicago in the Golden Age of Radio. Um, Thursday night, we're actually doing a virtual program with the library in Poughkeepsie, New York. Oh, that's cool. That was one thing about the lockdown that was really... It opened it up. It really did change things in that regard. I wouldn't wish it on anybody, but it meant that I was able... If I was going to do a virtual program from home, yeah, you could do that anywhere. It's very true. So I started working with librarians from from, literally from Maine to California. And it was just... It was a really eye-opening experience about the value of public libraries at all times, let let alone when there's an actual pandemic in full swing. Um, yeah, but yeah, there's a complete list of my upcoming appearances uh, at libraries and whatnot uh, on the main page of NostalgiaDigest.com. So yes, feel free to check and see if we're coming to your area. And the swimsuit ed- edition is out now. It's a one-year subscription, $19. Two years is 34 It's four issues a print year. And, print and digital, too. Print and digital, 64 pages. You can subscribe at NostalgiaDigest.com. And if you don't want to do that, call 773-769-6575. That's 773-769-6575. Steve, thanks for being in studio and have a great summer pal david thank you very much i'm gonna go have some of that cake now yeah please do that <laughs> the birthday cake the non-existent birthday cake all right <laughs> it's we'll, radio it's radio sorry yes have some cake all right we'll be right back here on 720 wgn